Lord, we worship you. Come on, let's worship Jesus. Give him praise. He's worthy. Give him honor today. We thank you, dear Father, for your presence. We welcome you in this place. Lord, we give you glory. Honor and praise. Jesus, you are Lord. You are Savior. You are good. And you're merciful. We thank you, dear Father. Lord, we open our hearts to you. We ask you to fill us again. Fill us again. We hunger and we thirst. Fill us again. We're hungry. We're thirsty. Fill us again, dear Father. Every open heart. Fill, dear Father. Oh, we worship you, Jesus. 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 Open your heart. Open your mouth. Worship Jesus. All that is within us. Lord, we give you praise. We pour our hearts out before you. We lift our hands up to you. We offer unto you the sacrifice of praise. The fruit of our lips, giving praise to your name. We praise your holy name. The name of Jesus, higher than every other name. At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. Glory to God. Jesus is Lord. He is Lord. He is Lord. Is He your Lord? Jesus, my Lord, my Savior, my King, my everything. Glorious King Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Come on, lift your hands with me. Glory to God. Glory. His presence is here. He's here with us. We honor you, King Jesus. Oh, we're so thankful. You inhabit the praises of your people. We're so thankful, Lord. We've opened our hearts to you. We welcome you in this place. We ask you to have your way. Touch every life. Bless each and every person. Oh, we thank you, dear Father. We love you. We honor you. We exalt you today. In the name of Jesus, amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You can take your seats. Tell your neighbors that you love them. And it's good to see everybody. Welcome you in the name of the Lord Jesus. We're here for him. 
because of him. He is the reason. Amen. He's the reason for our gathering together. We come because we are his church. We're his, we're his people. Jesus is the head of the church. And we gather around him. Jesus wanted to meet with you today. Just as he does every day. The head of the church desires to meet with his body. Jesus wants to meet with, with each one. The saddest thing is when God's people remain distant. If, if we would just keep coming. And if you would just draw near to him continually. We would just come into his presence. We'll see things change. We'll see things rearrange. We'll see God's order come into our lives. It begins with putting him first. And we're thankful that you've done that today. come out of tradition, not for the sake of some ritual, we come because we genuinely desire to meet with God. We want to fellowship with Him. We want to draw near to Him. We're seeking Him first. And as we do, he promised to add everything else to us. Let God add to your life. It, it works much better that way. Rather than us trying to add to our lives. Just keep seeking him first. Everything else will be added to you. Amen. Praise God. Well, it's good to see everyone. I don't think anyone's here for the first time. But Sister Telfer and I'm good to see you. It's been a while, I think. Good to see you. Welcome back. We welcome all of you. Are you blessed today? Amen. If you're happy and you know it, say amen. Glory to God. We serve a living God. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to start something today. I believe the Lord wants our awareness to be increased. It's easy to lose sight of what God's doing. It's easy to get so focused on natural things. 
that we forget that we live in a actually a spiritual world. There's more to this life than what we see with our eyes. If God were to pull the veil of this natural away, you could see into the spirit. It's the realm of the spirit. And that realm actually dominates this realm. The natural is temporary. That which is, that which is spiritual is eternal. The spirit realm is a greater reality. But again, so often, we're totally oblivious to that. We get totally disconnected from that. And we're only going by what we see. That needs to change. Please hear me today. There is a spiritual dimension spiritual breakthroughs in my life. So to help you gain a greater understanding, 
we're going to take some time, and we're going to study really the subject of angels, because they're a big part of what happens in the spirit world. There's a lot of wrong ideas about angels. There, there's, a, there's a lot of superstition. Things that man has come up with in their own mind. I believe God will bring some clarity to us. And with we can learn how to cooperate more fully with angels. They, they're more involved with your life than you could possibly realize. Angels are. There's all kinds of angels. In the Bible, we read about warrior angels. If you're a demon, you don't want to mess with them. There are warrior angels. They fight for the Lord. They're real. They're powerful. And they have a purpose in our lives. There are what we would call guardian angels. It's all, they're all, it's part of that spirit world. We can be more aware of what's happening in that realm. And, and stop living like it's just me or just you. The angels want to be active on your behalf. But if we're so unaware, so disconnected, if we don't know how to cooperate, well, what are all those angels supposed to do? That's what we want to learn about. And we have a lot to learn. In Matthew chapter 18, we're going to begin there today. Verse 10. Look what Jesus says. Take heed, he says, or beware that you do not despise one of these little ones. Talking about children. For I say to you that in heaven their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. Okay, what Jesus is describing here is what we would call guardian angels. 
that he would learn how to do this. We need, to, we need to have a better understanding so that we are in full cooperation with the realm of the Spirit. We need to understand what's happening around us right now. Every time we worship, every time we gather together, every time we pray, when we pray in the Spirit, we ought to understand something's happening. It's not just little old you trying to figure something out. You know, trying to make something happen for yourself. No, there's a lot more to what's happening than what we see. Amen. So let's ask God to give us some revelation. Let's ask God to open the eyes of our understanding. Let's ask Him to help us to increase our awareness. Amen. Let's thank God for that together. Thank Him for His Word. He's speaking to you today. Father, we declare that our hearts are open. Our minds are attentive. Father, we're here to receive all that you have for us. Father, we thank you for revelation that comes out of your word. We believe we receive it. In the name of Jesus, Father, we pray for this nation. We speak peace, Father, to this nation. We pray for the state of Sikkim. And Father, we are contending for revival in this place. We thank you for a mighty move of God to sweep across this city this city, this nation, all for the glory of Jesus. We thank you, dear Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Now, there might have been some, some occasion in your life that, that you may have sensed angelic activity. Any of you ever have something like that in your life? Where you, you, you thought, you know, you, maybe you didn't know for sure. But you thought that was, that could have been God. That could have been an angel. Whether we realize it or not, those kinds of things are happening. And we just want to tune in to what God's doing. And become more aware of this. I remember one of my first experiences with God's divine intervention in my life. Where a complete stranger 
instructions that were totally opposite from what I was supposed to understand from this person. I asked him about something. And they gave me an answer that I thought was dear. But I ended up somewhere else. But it was a divine encounter. And I won't go into great detail about that. And looking back, that were totally opposite. But because I followed those instructions, it led to my destiny. It led to me being here. I wouldn't have been here if that person or that angel, I don't know, if they hadn't given me those instructions. Divinely intervening in our lives. To get us on course and to keep us on course. God has a destiny for your life. And heaven is active to bring that destiny to pass. Showing up in your life, interacting with you. Sometimes seen, most of the times unseen, but they are working to bring God's will to pass in your life. It's exciting to me, and it's it's true, no doubt about it. These angels are involved in your life. They're a big part of God's kingdom. And so it should be no surprise because we're in God's kingdom. They're in God's kingdom. So it's no surprise that they're involved in our lives. whether we ever know it or not. They're working in our lives. Turn to Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13. We'll read verses 1 and 2. And I'm reading out of a, a, a translation called the Passion Translation. So it's a little different than the Apostles' version. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 1, says, No matter what, make room in your heart to love every believer. It all starts right there. Walking in love. 
loving your brother, your neighbor, just walking in love, keeping your heart open to love people. If I can't do that, I've already disqualified myself. Keep this in mind. One step outside the love of God is a step into sin. It's a step out of the will of God. It, it is the greatest aim for every believer to keep yourself in the love of God. If you want God working in your life, this is where it begins. If I can't love people, if I'm not loving as I should, if rather than loving, I'm getting bitter and offended, if, if I'm holding on to some drugs or some offense, If I'm rehearsing in my mind what they did to me, how they looked at me, etc. If, if I'm not walking in love, then I've already shut the door for God to do anything in my life. So listen to these instructions. No matter what it says. Get that? No matter what. I also don't know what they did to me. Doesn't matter. No matter what. Whatever happens, you've got to keep room in your heart to love. Forgive. Release the offense. Release the hurt to God. If I'm doing that, active in that, then we can proceed. Verse 2, it says, show hospitality to strangers. Okay, so even the people that you don't know, supposed to love them too. Even the total stranger. Our hearts are to be open to everyone. Because you never know. It says here, they may be angels from God showing up as this guy. Can you imagine that? Every person you meet Now, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about strangers now. Like, I know you are. And I know you're not an angel. So you can't convince me that you're an angel. I already know. Okay, but every person that we meet, outside of those that we know, you never know. They could 
as what the Bible says. Right? They made the angels from God showing us a good thing. To receive angels while awake. The Aramaic translates this verse that way. This makes you worthy to receive angels while you're awake. Talking about this life, you're in this life. See, it's interesting. When you sleep, now I'm talking about when you die, angels are seen here. They have a role in your death. And they take some into the presence of God. They take some somewhere else. They receive you when you sleep. 
But while you're awake, while you're living, you have the opportunity to receive this. And the thing that makes you worthy is walking in love, showing hospitality, keeping your heart open to everyone. Amen. There's many examples of this happening in the Bible. Where somebody had a guest show up, they didn't know it until later, and that was an angel of God. And we'll, we'll look at some of those examples as we go on. You may have had your own encounter. You may have missed some opportunity. Just because we weren't very hospitable. Because we weren't very loving. Well, thank God you can do better next time. Amen. And there are definitely some things that you can do. And, and this is what we want to learn. So that you can increase your experience. And increase the amount of assistance you receive from angels. Just by loving your neighbor. Just by being a hospitable person. You're already opening the door to angels in your life. Amen. So before we talk much more about the kinds of things that you should do. I first want to answer an important question. The question is this. What is the primary job or activity of angels? You understand the question? Like, what are they supposed to do? What, what actually is their job? And we're going to let God's Word answer that for us. And people have a lot of funny ideas about maybe what angels are supposed to do. You ever seen the little chubby angel with wings with a bow and arrow? Call it Cupid. He's not going to shoot your heart and make you fall in love with somebody. Okay, but what is their job? Again, the Bible's going to answer the question. There are, there are more than 300 references to angels in the Bible. a lot. That's a lot of time to mention something. And so far we've just looked at two references. 
there's over 300 of them. So there's lots more for us to look at. And the Bible gives us all the information we need. We don't have to come up with some of our own ideas to explain anything. We just look to the Word. Amen. So, in Hebrews chapter 1, we actually find there the job description of angels. And, you know, I was looking at that, that chapter, trying to decide what to read. And I finally decided we just need to read the whole thing. Okay, so we're going to read through Hebrews chapter 1, and we'll see how far we make it today, and we'll continue next week. So I didn't put this whole thing on the screen. You need to open your Bible. If, if you don't have a Bible, raise your hand. Somebody get you a Bible if you need one. Hebrews chapter 1. And again, I'm reading in the version called the Passion Translation. Which is, it's another translation to shed even more light on the Word of God. looking to the Word of God to answer every question. There's no excuse for any of us that we should remain ignorant about anything. And the more you'll take time to look into the Word of God, the more you're going to understand. Amen. So, Hebrews chapter 1. We'll start with verse 1. It says, Throughout our history, God has spoken to our ancestors or our fathers by his prophets in many different ways. Notice it says that God has spoken. Okay. At different times, in different ways, God has spoken. to fill your heart every day with the Word of God. We have recorded the utterances of God. The things that God has spoken throughout history. And it's so powerful. If you'll spend time in His Word, you're going to build your faith, you're going you're gonna to develop more trust, more confidence in God. 
one with whom nothing is impossible. Amen. So God has spoken. And, and these revelations, well, especially in the Old Covenant, in the, in the Old Testament, the, the revelation came like a fragment at a time. From the beginning. Building one truth upon another. That's how God had to deal with people in the old covenant. But everything changed when Jesus showed up. How God spoke in the past is not how God is speaking. the old covenant, people could only handle so much revelation at a time. But now Jesus has come. Look at verse 2. It talks about us who are living in these last days. The last days began on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. When God said, Behold, I pour out my spirit in the last day. The last days will continue until Jesus returns. We're living in the last of the last days. And to us who are living in these days, understand, God's not speaking how he used to. God. In the last days, God has spoken to us through His Son. It says here that He speaks to us openly. He speaks to us. How God spoke and how God now speaks is very different. Jesus, the Word who became flesh. 
Amen. The sonship of Jesus is the language God now uses to speak to us. Amen. And speaking of the Lord, it says here that God appointed him heir of everything. It says, it says that through him God created the panorama of all things and all kinds. Amen. Through Jesus, God created everything. Verse 3. This son, it says, is the dazzling radiance of God's splendor. He's the exact expression of God's true nature. Jesus is God's mirror image. That's why Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Jesus is God in the flesh. He's 100% God. And maybe you've seen, I thought we were talking about angels. Well, before we get all excited about angels, we need to get all excited about Jesus. Amen. And people are funny sometimes. They get all excited about everything else and not Jesus. Everything is all about Jesus. Amen. We begin with Him. He's the beginning and the end. The first and the last. Jesus. The mirror image of God. It says that He holds the together and expands it by the mighty power of his spoken word. He accomplished for us the complete cleansing of sin. Now it talks about the power of his word. How excited should you be about the word of God? How powerful is the Word of God? So again, before I get all excited about an angel, I, I need to get all excited about what the Word of God says. Angels aren't holding creation together. The Word of God is holding creation together. It's the mighty power of God's spoken word. We ought to be excited about that. We ought to be excited about the first thing God accomplished in our lives. That he, he cleansed us of our sins. Does that excite you? That I've been cleansed. Washed in the blood of the Lamb. Don't, don't lose sight of that trying to find some angel. 
Jesus is Lord. His word is most powerful. And the greatest thing God could ever accomplish in your life is that he cleanses you of your sin. That's more important than some angel appearing to you. He cleanses you. Amen. And then puts his feet on the highest throne at the right hand of the majestic man. And just verse 4, just the first part of it, tells us what I've been saying. That he, Jesus, is infinitely greater than angels. He's infinitely higher. You, so much greater. Infinite, infinitely greater. You understand that's without measure. You, you cannot over-exaggerate the greatness of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's infinitely greater than any angel. And then why does this have to be even written? Because again, the tendency of man. What about Jesus? How important is Jesus? understand that. Angels have their part. That's good to understand too. But everything is always all about Jesus. Amen. And the Jewish audience that this book was written to originally, the book of Hebrews, they, they, you know, they had all kinds of superstitious ideas about angels. And so it had to be made clear. Jesus is greater. No, no, no. He's not just greater. He, he's infinitely greater. They, they're not even on the same level at all. Because some people talk about Jesus being, you know, some angel. Some very preachers teach that. No, no, Jesus is way greater. Amen. We need to remember that. You can stand with me. Remember our desire in all of this. It is just to be more aware of what God's doing. 
that you're not alone. Jesus is with you. That's what's most important. Angels are present to assist you through it. Thank God for that. Now, we're just getting started. There's so much more for us to discover together. your greatness in each of our lives. Listen, if you're here and either you don't know Jesus or you're far away from Jesus, if you'd like to come to him today, if you'd like to be restored in fellowship to him, again, if you feel distant from the Lord, Either you've never given him your life, or if you haven't been living for him, I want to invite you before we close, just to, to give him your life again, or for the first time. But if that describes you, you haven't been walking with the Lord. Jesus already knew you'd need mercy. And so he provides new mercy every single morning. So congratulations. You are the blessed recipient of God's mercy today. Come on, let's one more time. Let's lift our hands. Thank him for his mercy in your life. Thank him for his love. We give you our hearts, dear Father. 
Come on, just let him know.